Greetings, folks. This is Greg Willits from RosaryArmy.com. And I'm Jennifer, his wife. And you are listening to The Catholic Hack. With Joe McClain. Houston, we have a problem. Habemus Papam. Podcasting from a parking lot in the Woodlands, Texas, it's The Catholic Hack with Joe McClain. Take this, all of you, and eat it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. 1 Peter 3.15. Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant. It will be shed for you and for all, so that sins may be forgiven. The Church of the Living God, the pillar and foundation of truth. 1 Timothy 3.15 Do this in memory of Welcome back to The Catholic Hack. I'm Joe McLean, and this is episode number 52. And today we're going to finish our interview with Greg and Jennifer Willits from the Rosary Army. We've got a lot to talk about. I've got a lot I would like to share with you in this episode. But before we do all of that, let's roll up our sleeves. Let's dive deep. Let's get back into the truth about the Rosary Army with Greg and Jennifer Willits. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! This school when I sit, even just a little bit, I get hit with the power that made the veil in the temple split. When I submit, hold on the floor and the door, can't get enough, got to come back for some more. Hey, we've got a problem here. Center every moment in which we can benefit in this school, repent and commit. Roger that. The incense rises up in adoration of the throne, something happens to my wounded heart from all the love revealed and shown. Bright like Shekinah comes to my head to persist, the change and sustain the way I can get to feel the bliss because my name is in the book of life's list. That's what happens when you sit in the school of the Eucharist. Mr. Hammond, take her down. Make your depth 150 feet, 10 degree down bubble. 150 feet, 10 degree down bubble. Aye, sir. Dive, dive, dive. It was me giving them away. But at that moment, I kind of had that realization. And this is what I said to these teens. I said, you know, all of a sudden I realized, wow, I'm in an army. You know, it's not just me. Well, then I went on to teach these teens how to make the rosaries. And then all weekend long, they, they'd make a single decade rosary. That's what we did at first. And then all weekend long, they would work on a full rosary. And they kept coming up to me. Every time they'd finish their rosary, they'd come up and say, they'd show me their new rosary. And they'd say, look, I'm in the Army now. Look, I'm in the Army now. Look, I'm in the Army now. And I'm thinking, this needs to be a website. <laughs> <laughs> and and within a week, we had, we had put rosaryarmy.com online. Wow. And uh, – about a month later, on, on Good Friday, we incorporated as a nonprofit organization, and we put on our website. We just decided we'd throw uh, everything into the hands of, of our mother. That week, the week of that retreat, I was finishing the prayers of a preparation for total consecration to Jesus through Mary, according to St. Louis de Montfort. And everyone who had gone through that consecration and... Uh, you know, they, they'd gone through it, and they knew that I was going through it. Everyone kept saying, oh, well, get ready to be put to work, you know, <laughs> get ready to be put to work. And I'm like, yeah, what, you know, I don't know what that means. What does right. that mean? That's 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 very vague. But then all of a sudden I realized, you know, I think I'm supposed to be doing something with this. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer, uh, within a few weeks, went through her consecration as well, right, right around the time that we uh, were incorporating. And, you know, we just, we consecrated this apostolate to Mary. 
And, you know, we just always said we're going to trust her that we're going to have all that we need to be able to do the will of God in, in, in this apostolate. And in five years so far, she's never let us down. Wow, we've always had God. exactly what we've needed. Hmm. And the apostolate just continues to grow and grow and grow. And what I kind of like about, about doing the work for this apostolate, and I realized I made this realization last year. We've always worked very hard, but until, you know, it wasn't until January of 2007 when I went full time with Rosier Army and SQPN. And I just realized last year that as long as I do the work that is presented to me each day, that's all I have to do. Hmm. And the growth of the apostolate really will be taken care of by God. Hmm. And I think that, you know, we just finished our annual giving campaign and. We do, we do a simultaneous campaign for Rosier Army and SQPN. They're two completely separate organizations, um, but they both have huge goals. And, and there's some projects like that Catholic show that we work on together, so there's a co-production there. But they're two completely separate organizations. And, and just because we helped run both of them, we decided, you know what, let's just cram everything into two months versus <laughs> doing like a two-month giving campaign for Rosier Army and two months for SQPN. I just don't think any of us could handle that. And, and we'd, <laughs> we'd drive our audience insane if we did that too, I think. But this year, our audience, you know, well, last year, our audience was fantastic and helped. The, the mm. Rosier Army soldiers just really came through. And this year, you know, after we've done a year of this, I, I think that just because the work was being done and the fruit was being was evident, mm. people were just very, very supportive wow. of the apostolate and the, how it continues to grow. One thing that seemed different to me about this particular giving campaign was that there was a certain kind of buzz in the air, a little bit of an excitement yeah. that we sensed that the our listeners were feeling that they were not bothered by the continuous repeating of please give please give they were in fact going yeah come on everybody they were like our cheerleading squad and they yeah. really kept greg and me uplifted in prayer because at times we become very discouraged and we have to stop looking at the numbers and look upward to god right. for our security and uh, for our faith but i just loved how the listeners were just so awesome you know we just got voice feedback that we just played on on a show today from one of our listeners. We had no idea that this was happening, but a couple of our listeners were watching. We did a 19-hour uh, uh, Ustream video stream on New Year's Eve to try to bring in the last bit of funding needed for SQPN and Rosier Army. And we got some audio feedback from a woman who she ended up doing a, a, a private chat with another woman who had been watching that day. Mm. And the two of them together right around the time that both apostles, both Rose Jeremy and SQPN met our goals, it was about 1130 at night, they decided that together they would pray a novena of wow. thanksgiving, a rosary novena of thanksgiving uh, for this. And then she sends a, a voicemail at the end of it to let us know that this novena of thanksgiving is being offered up. Wow. I, I can't think of an organization that, that I've ever done that for personally. But that's the kind of impact that, that these apostles are having on people that they would put forth, you know what, I'm going to pray a whole rosary novena yeah. for in thanksgiving for these apostolates. And it's a, it's an incredibly humbling thing. And that's why I say I feel like as long as we just keep our noses down and do the work, and there's no shortage of work. It's amazing how much work there is. <laughs> that, but, but we can only do as much as we can do. My to-do list will never be accomplished. 
I will never say, oh, I'm done. You know, it's just, it's never going to happen. How about some golf? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That just, it's, it's more like, you know, you were going out now. You were getting out of the house. You know, it's right. just more like I have to force myself to stop. But the satisfaction is knowing that I'm doing all that I can for God. And Jennifer's doing all that she can do for God. It's, I've never had that experience before in my life. And there is the feeling, well, I could always be doing more, you know, I, but the truth is we can only do as much as we can do. We have four kids. We have, you know, we, we have to eat. You know, we have we, to feed them. Too, yeah, we have to feed them. You know, it's like, oh, no, no, you're not required. Trust me. <laughs> Did you bathe them yeah. this week at all? I mean, is anybody noticing these things? The health falling apart, you know? But as long as we, yeah. we just keep plugging ahead, yeah. you know, God is going to take care of what needs to be done. And that's yeah. been a, a very peaceful and satisfying thing to, to come to realize over the past yeah. year. And it's, I can so relate to your story so much. I mean, my, I, I worked at a job up in New Hampshire before moving here to Texas a year ago that was absolutely miserable. Uh, I mean, I was begging God to get me out of there praying yeah. rosary after rosary, you know, you know, I was destroying one rosary and then picking up another and destroy that one. I was just rubbing the beads right to death. And, and, uh, and I would just say, God, why am I here? You know, you put me here, but it's so miserable. You know, is this really, really what you want me to be? So I went through that vocational crisis too. And, and then I felt God lead me down here to Texas. And it, but I started much like you did. I just started to say, God, well, I can't control where I'm at. And I, and I want to have the courage to go where I'm called. So if it's here, then give me the grace to, to do that. And I really yeah. started to pray that God, whatever you wanted, if you wanted me to sweep a floor, then I'll sweep the floor. And, but more than that, I did, even if you, you want me to sweep a f- floor in Africa or in Baghdad, Iraq, then give me the grace to go and do that. Um, yeah. you know, and, and cause coming out of Crisillo, I'm a Chrissiesta myself. My wife is as well. I learned to pray boldly. My, the rector of our weekend, he said something to me that I, that was very profound and had a huge impact on my faith journey. He said, you need to pray boldly. Isaiah seven fourteen. ask God for a sign. Don't be f- afraid to ask God for a sign, but more than that, God has eternity and you don't. So give God a timeline, give him a specific sign and give him a timeline. And everybody else was like, Oh, you can't do that to God. That's just so obnoxious. And I said, no, you know what? That makes sense to me. He's my father and I'm his son. I don't get upset when my son comes to me and asks for something very specific. Why should I get upset? At, you know, why should God get upset at me? God yeah. can choose to say no. That's God's prerogative. So as soon as I left Crisio, I prayed very boldly for a week. And I, I gave God a very specific sign and I gave him a very specific timeline. And I told no one. And God came through in that. And he, he gave me a sign that I was looking for at, on that time period I was looking for. And just recently... Um, I've been offered a job to work full-time for a Catholic apostolate called the Fullness of Truth here in Houston. And it it came out of nowhere, and um, it really is a blessing. And we're stepping out in faith, and and we're going with it. And we're having to really sacrifice. We're walking away from a lot of potential earnings and very, very good benefits. And um, we're sort of trying to go with what God has called us to. And when when I was offered this position, I said, uh, I prayed to God. I said, God... If you want me to have this job, you're going to have to have my wife tell me to take it. Because my wife, there was no way. What do you have? She'd say, well, what are their benefits package? Well, they don't have one, honey. 
What do you mean they don't have one? You know, no, it's no. God's, uh, God's benefit package. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, your reward will be in heaven. That's great, but I'd rather have food here right now. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I mean, I'm exaggerating. But honestly, it, it was, my wife was is a very practical person, and, and, and she's like, well, we have to pay the bills. We have to feed the kids. We have medical issues that we have to take care of. I don't think you could take this. And so, you know, I thought, oh, that, well, there goes, you know, this one opportunity. Until one morning, my wife called me and said, God put it on my heart. You need to take this job. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> wow, you know. And then the next hurdle was having to tell my boss. And uh, and that made me really nervous. But he, he was very supportive of it. And it was a real blessing. Now I said all of that to say that you guys told me a story the last time I tried this interview that really really touched my heart and I'd really love for you to share that again and how you prayed boldly and how you just how you came to to know that you needed to do this full time that you you were going to take this opportunity and 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 step out in faith I would really love for you to share that with us again well back in the the winter of 2006 we were so incredibly burnt out and exhausted particularly Greg, who was still holding down a full-time job. And at that time, Rosie Army had already grown to full-time work. And he was somehow pulling off both full-time workloads. And I was getting exhausted from the the extra responsibilities that I was getting from the Apostle. In addition, just to running the family, we were getting creamed in our own house. And we thought, okay, we are at the end of the line. Let's start evaluating major life choices, you know. <laughs> so we, we sat down and we looked at what all, what all of the options could be. We wrote them down, and it came out to being about six different roads we could take. And we praise that, God, we've got six different paths. We're at a huge fork in the road, you know. That decision could, would have never been made at my house. That's way too many options. Yeah, <laughs> there really was, and it was not clear. We didn't know what to do. Greg could have taken another um, type of, you know, workplace, business type job, another corporate job somewhere else. Uh, well, I had been, I actually been offered a job right down the street from us. Oh, I'm wow. literally less than 10 minutes away from our house. And, you know, like you, we take job offers very seriously, and we include God in those very big decisions. So we right. wanted... We weren't sure, oh, was this a sign from God? Was he giving us this other job? Or, right. But what about Rosa? I mean, surely he didn't want that to stop. So do we, like, walk away from that open door over there and choose a new open door over here about walking away from all corporate work to pursue this mission-type work of no benefits, uh, unstable money? You know, we don't know what is <laughs> – we just didn't know how it was all going to work out. 401 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we decided after we came up with our six options that uh, I wrote them down, I mean, on a little piece of paper because I had to see it. I just had to look at it and see yeah. it with my eyes, what it looked like. And I thought, mm. okay, I think that that's everything. This is as complete of a list as it could be. So I don't know why I did this, but I decided to cut them out into little strips of paper. So and I'm laughing at her as she's doing this. I'm I like, just... we are not making any decisions. <laughs> Based on little pieces of paper that you're cutting out. And I said, shush, let me do this. So I cut them all out, and my, and I was folding it up, like making a little mini raffle out of it. And I grabbed a little tiny paper lunch sack out of my pantry, and I proceeded to put said folded pieces of life-changing paths into the bag. And we put the bag between us, 
and we held hands very <laughs> tightly. I remember how tightly we were squeezing our hands, and we just started praying. And we just left the bag there because we figured all of our life choices at the moment were in that bag. And I didn't, I thought, well, dare I reach in and pull one out? You know, <laughs> oh, Lord, you know, help me now. <laughs> so we're just praying and praying and very emotional and praying. And while we were completely just consumed in this prayerful moment, mm. our young son, Ben, who at the time was four, mm-hmm. walked into this dining room where we were sitting. And he just automatically was filled with a type of curiosity about that little bag. Mm. And he just very quietly, without saying a word, walked up to that bag and took it off the table and immediately proceeded to open it. Now, at this moment, Greg and I heard the crinkling of the sack. (laughs) We opened our eyes, looked over there, and saw our son, and immediately to we just proceeded to stop breathing at that moment. We're like, is he? Oh, I'm not, don't, say anything, don't say anything. <laughs> and he opened up the bag and just reached in and he pulled out one oh. slip of paper. And I thought, okay, okay. <laughs> what you got there, man? <laughs> uh, can I have that little piece of paper that you chose all by yourself? We had nothing to do with this. And I looked at it, and out of all the six choices that we had put down on this list, he drew the one choice that would require the most amount of faith from Greg and me, and that was to quit all full-time corporate employment and pursue full-time Rosary Army and SQPN employment regardless of the results of the fund drive that we were launching at that time. So we had no idea if we were going to make the goals. We just knew we had to jump off this ledge as a family and let God be the one to catch us. And at that moment, we knew, okay, we, we accepted this path, and wow. it, we never looked back. We never looked back. That's fantastic. I, I can't imagine putting that much faith into that. <laughs> I, Greg, I, no, we're not doing that. Whatever that is, it's just well, for fun. <laughs> the way it happened, though, is, you know, it's kind of like one of those, well, let's just draw one more time. Let's do the next one. <laughs> okay, two out of three. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, but it, it – made sense that that's what was drawn out and you know we don't make decisions like that on a daily basis in the willits household that is not how we typically you know make decisions that's kind of that's the kind of thing you do when you're trying to decide what restaurant to go out to on the weekend not not how you're going to take care of your finances and, and your family for the next year but you know it made sense at that moment and that was it just it made sense and I remember that we shared that a story immediately with Father Roderick just to run it past a priest to see if he would validate our experience or say, oh, you know, that was just a bunch of hoo-ha, you're getting a little... And he immediately was, like, blown away, hanging on every word that I was typing at the time, sharing the story, you know, moment by moment. And he was like, you were casting lots, that's biblical! Yeah. That's, that's awesome! Like, that's like what the apostles did, that's biblical! <laughs> ever since the work has been steady and increasing and you know it's like I, I want 
more success to come to these apostles, but at the same time, I'm like, God, I can only handle so much. Don't crush me with the workload. <laughs> but he's also shown us that if whatever, well, you know, this year before the giving campaign, we prayed another 54 day novena. Uh, Jennifer and I prayed one together. And our prayer was that we would have all of the resources needed to be able to continue to do the work of God for both Rosier Army and SQPN. So we left it intentionally vague. Because a resource could be a person, or a resource could be the financial resources that we need, or the resources could be an opportunity. We just simply pray that we have all the resources that we need to be able to continue to do the work of God. And we met our giving campaign goals, and there's a lot of work that we have to do, and we're just trusting that if we can't handle it, that God will provide the resources to help us to get these things done this year. Wow. Now let's talk about the podcast for a minute. I remember when I first found the Rosary Army podcast, I was uh, online doing something I don't even remember, and I came across an article that talked about podcasting, and I thought, what is podcasting? And I read it, and I'm like, oh, a little like radio shows, but over the internet. I go, well, that's perfect. I could do that. I mean, I worked in radio for a time. That's just, oh, yeah, I got to do that. And then I went out, and I went, I go, I wonder if there's Catholic podcasts out there. And then I found this Rosary Army thing. And I remember, the I think the first one I listened to was Greg getting in his truck and driving to a job interview one morning. And I, th- I thought, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and then, you know, and that, was it a job interview or was it going to uh, unemployment? <laughs> no, I was fairly certain no, it was a job interview. No, no, no. I know what it probably was. You, this, you're, that's an early episode. I know. That was the first time I heard it. And I was. It was early in the morning. I was driving up to yeah. Crest, the Life oh, Team camp. Wow. Was that? Does that? Was that it? Was I oh, going up to to I meet just, with? Uh, uh, I don't well, remember. Only thing I remember was you in the truck, and you were talking about going to this job interview, and and I thought, well, when's he going to pray the Rosary? <laughs> I mean, this is the rosary army right you know and uh so that's that's how i was introduced to podcasting was with the rosary army it was one of the very first podcasts i had ever listened to so and then ever since then you and, I, and then I, I sort of fell away from podcasting for a time and i came back next thing i know you've got background music you've got bumpers jennifer showed up i'm like well what's going on now they must getting they must be paid for this or something you know so so talk to me about how how the podcast started and and how that's grown you guys are really taken off well it's really um it really was only worth mentioning since i've been a part of it <laughs> i agree i agree episode 17 you know, oh, right it. <laughs> no. No, actually i was very uh, intimidated by this technology and i thought why what's the point but whatever yet another thing that you could buy yourself and leave right. me <laughs> and then he started gently encouraged me. He says, you just talk into this little thing and just, you know, say some things, how you feel. I'm like, well, all right. So I kind of went into the claw office and just sort of started talking. And I realized, wow, this really is kind of simple, you know, talking to an imaginary friend. And then I wanted to kind of go on road with it and, and drive to restaurants and, and record everything I was doing and seeing and thinking and feeling. And she was I felt very yeah, yeah, I was very liberated, and I thought, Podcast okay, I'm ready. Junkie. Yeah. <laughs> and then we decided to try to co-host together, and um, and I felt like we kind of hit it off right out of the gate. We didn't really have a, um, any issues. We 
Um, we've learned how to not talk over each other and to try to, you know, he's more familiar with my style of speaking. I'm, I'm become very familiar with his style of speaking. And um, over the course of the next couple of years, we've really um, just grown. And I think we have improved our, our show a lot. Um, the sound quality has improved a lot and uh, the content. You know, we went through a lot of things where we weren't, we really did not know what kind of content we should be delivering. Mm. Um, should we just simply ramble or <laughs> should we try to be catechetical and, right. and deliver a real meaty section um, in our show? But and, one, one thing that kept coming back was feedback from people saying, you guys are like friends of mine from church. It's, uh, we feel like you're the kind of person who we get together with a couple times and we can just drink some coffee. And so that's the approach that we take in, in the show. We will talk about religious aspects in some episodes, in some parts, and sometimes we get very deeply into those. And sometimes, like with natural family planning, we ended up like devoting almost six episodes to that. We just kept talking, you know, it, people kept asking questions, so we just kept talking, just like a normal conversation. You go as long as the conversation goes. Right. But then there's other shows where we just kind of discuss what's going on in our lives, how we feel about things, you know, very soft and fluffy and sometimes it, it works against us because we get someone who's just listening to our show for the very first time and they're thinking like you where's the rosary you know it's like when are they, they going to start praying you know they're just talking about nothing and you know and but that's that's what we've kind of started to focus on it's like well you know a lot of people call our show you know the first catholic reality show and so that's a good description you know it's right. What, what would a Catholic reality show be? Well, it's going to be people talking about their Catholic lives, trying to live out their faith, and that's what we're going to do. And sometimes we live out our Catholic faith by talking about maybe we shouldn't go see that movie. Well, maybe we should, and I wish we hadn't seen that movie. You know, we're living out our lives and just going through the motions of life and trying to apply our Catholic faith to, to our lives. Mm. Well, at least you like DC Comics. That's the only thing I think well, you got going for you, really. You know, Other than that, I, this thing is a bust. You, 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 you pretty much just went a, a couple more steps up my respect meter there, Joe. There you just, go, with that, sir. just with that statement alone, you know, the, the whole DC Comics. I, see, and that's, enough, that's a good example, you know. We, we talked about DC Comics recently on our show. That's not a typical topic for a Catholic, you know, show of any sort right. why are they talking about comic books well you know what i'm human and i like to be entertained you know that's a, it's, it's a part of who i am um i do hard work all day when i go to bed at night when i lay down i no longer have the mental brain capacity to open up an apostolic letter before i go to sleep <laughs> you know? but when i do lay down and i want to read you know a couple pages before i go to sleep Seeing Superman beat up an alien is very easy for me to comprehend. Right. <laughs> and it's easy to share with the boys, too. You know, <laughs> well, unfortunately, unfortunately, though, and I, I do hate this, and this is a completely different subject, even today comic books, are, I can't share many with my boys. And oh, I, find yeah. that I, I find that I read a lot of them mm. thinking ahead five years. Mm. And I almost have, I, I have like, a, have never talked about this, I have a mental stack of comic books in my head that they're allowed to have when they're teenagers. <laughs> Oh, you know, and and and, I, and sometimes I'll read one. I'm like, well, this won't be going on the stack, you know, <laughs> and, and and for various reasons. And it's right. it's kind of sad that comic books, even comic books, you have to censor for children anymore. Well, it's been but, about 25 years since I've been into comic books, and I have a stack of probably 15 comic books stashed away in their plastic sleeves, and they're all DCs. So, <laughs> I'm proud of that. so, so, all right. So this Rosary Army podcast has really taken off. 
has it outgrown the actual apostolate? Has it complemented the apostolate? I mean, how have the two really fit together? I, I would honestly say it's it's probably the number one way that people discover the the core apostolate of making, praying, and giving away rosaries. Mm. So I would say that they are very, very complementary. One one of my worries when I first started the podcast was when for the first couple of years of Rosary Army, we tried very hard to make it seem like it's a professional organization. You know, uh, it's 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 a it's a serious organization. We are trying to help people with their faith. And I, my worry when we started podcasting was that by making it too personal, if people found out a little bit about me, the guy <laughs> running it, then maybe they wouldn't be able to take it as seriously. <laughs> but, you know, that's, again, another one of those things we just had to kind of trust God. I feel like the, the podcast and the apostolate go hand in hand. I had a worry for a while that the podcast was overshadowing it. I think some people that have been around with Rouge Army from the very beginning have worried that the podcast was overshadowing it. But I disagree. Um, it has brought so many new people to this apostolate that we just simply can't count. So many people in our audience have picked up the rosary again. They may, they may not make them, but so many people, when we hear from people on an almost daily basis, I started praying the rosary again because of you guys. It's like, you know what? That's all we had to hear. That's all we're going to have wow. to do or all we have to know to be able to continue to do this work. Hmm. It's a completely complimentary thing. I feel like the the media outreach that we've done, Rosary Army has transformed a little bit. For the first several years, we always said our apostolate is we make, pray, and give away all try not rosaries and encourage other people to do the same thing. That's still a core part of our mission statement. Well, at this point, you know what I think the things that we have to look forward to, you know, last year we produced a new video series, That Catholic Show, and the response to that was tremendous. The amount of support we've gotten from that, it's being used in RCA classes and life teen classes and all sorts of different organizations are using that now. So one of our main goals for this year definitely is to be able to produce a second season of that Catholic show. Uh, and that alone takes a, a tremendous amount of work. But that, we have a, a new podcast concept that we're working on that we're hoping to un unveil uh, under the banner of Rosary Army uh, sometime early uh, this year. Hopefully in the next couple months we'll be rolling that out and just continue to, to make, pray, and give away rosaries. And speaking of rosaries, I, I just like to say how how special that prayer is in my life because I have definitely come a long way with that prayer. And for me, it's a time where I can just sit down with my mom. I don't know how else. It's like a new mom that just wants to wrap me up and comfort me. She knows how tired I am. Yeah. She knows the demands of motherhood <laughs> is great. And and I love to just sort of sit and be and just let her show me Jesus. And I get so much peace. It's really an installation of peace. There have mm -hmm. been times where all the boys have been yelling and screaming all at the same time and it just seems like a world of chaos and I would just drop down on my knees in the middle of the living room floor in the middle of them and just start mumbling a rosary to myself doing my best to block them out yeah. <laughs> and go to my own mental <laughs> world of, I'm going to the happy place I'm going to the happy place I'm going to pray my rosary right. and she would you know intercede for me and give me such grace that I could appreciate my children again because i don't want to resent them and as a mom 
you know, once they push your buttons, it becomes very challenging, <laughs> you know, to see them as that baby Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, no, the, the rosary is, is wonderful for me. And, you know, I don't pray it every day. And I think it's important that people know that some people think, Oh, I'm like the rosary. You know, if I'm Jennifer from rosary army, I must be praying it every single day is the very least, you know, right. but we I, try, but I we're don't. not very successful I, always. Yeah. You know, I, uh, but I, I try to do my very best. And I think that's the main point. You do the best that you can. And that's different for everyone. I think in time I will get to a point in my life where right. I can pray every day um, with some kind of like a moment of peace. I just don't have very many moments of peace right now because the kids are small. So right. I think she understands that though. Yeah. So I feel good. I know I personally have been uh, had times where I was very frustrated where I felt like I would pray my rosary to or from work. And I felt, oh, I'm not giving this rosary all of my heart. I'm yeah. not, I'm not completely focused on it. I would, I would get through an entire decade and have to. Did I just pray a decade? I mean, I would just have right. to remind myself. What was the, what was the, uh, you know, the, the, the meditation on again? I, I just, you know, I had to stop, and then I got frustrated, and I would stop reading, uh, praying the rosary altogether, and then I'd, I'd come back to it because I would really miss it, and and I'd, I'd pray it again, and so anyways, I really thank you guys for taking this time once again to uh, to let me interview you and get you on the, the Catholic Hack Podcast. It really does mean a lot to me, and I think it'll be a, a special treat to my listeners. So, God bless you guys. If you have any parting words. Thank you. Hey, thanks for all your work with the podcast that you're doing. We're very glad to have you as a part of SQPN. I think that you bring a, a great addition to the to the group, and just keep up with what you're doing because you're bringing a lot of people closer to Jesus through your own apostolate. Thanks, Jeff. And, uh, um, yeah, thanks, Greg. I'll get that check off to you as soon as possible. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also that. like to uh, to put a little plug for that Catholic show season two. Um, it will be coming this year, and stay tuned. Uh, we are working really hard behind the scenes. We're going to try a little different approach in our production and actually write the season first and then shoot it later <laughs> rather you. than write, shoot, write, shoot, right. write, shoot, which is what we did last season. Yeah. Um, but we're real excited about it. I think we've got some great shows coming up um, to entertain and educate all of the listeners. And the first season is available on DVD now from thatcatholicshow.com. Praise God and amen. Thank you, guys. God bless Thanks, you. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. The Rosary Army with Greg and Jennifer Willits. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to allow me to interview you and share you with my audience. I do truly appreciate that. Well, like I was telling you, I hope that your week has gone better than mine. I received news just tonight, my wife and I, that, see, we have a house back in New Hampshire that we've been trying to sell for well over a year now. And since moving back down to Texas, we've been staying with relatives for over a year, me, my wife, and my three kids. And it's it's been kind of tough, but it's also not been too bad. Kind of a mix, but... At any rate, uh, we found out tonight that the deck on our home fell down. It collapsed, tearing part of the house off in the back. So that's uh, pretty uh, frustrating news. That's a pretty big setback for us. We were hoping to get it on the market again just this week. 
uh, in hopes that we could get it sold. So I would truly appreciate your prayers for that. If you could offer up some intercession for, for my family and I, that would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Otherwise, you know, I had to uh, move my office from the Woodlands, Texas, over to Kingwood, Texas. Uh, so I need to hunt down a parking lot in Kingwood that will suit my podcasting needs. So I'll have to do that. But um, it's sort of six of one, half a dozen of the other. But there are some uh, downsides to it for sure. Uh, our life is sort of centered in the Woodlands, Texas. Uh, our doctors are there. Our parish is there. Everything that we do is there. All, all of the the parish friends and families that we socialize with are all there. So that's a bit frustrating. But you know, it's still it's still okay. In order to to work full time for a Catholic ministry, it's a very very small price to pay. So, at any rate, uh, also this week I received a lot of critical feedback about the podcast. Some from very close friends and and loved ones, and and others from people whom I don't even know. Uh, very critical about the podcast and some things that they want to see improve. And I can truly appreciate that. And I welcome critical feedback. I do. However, I just want to say that, uh, you know, I'm pouring a lot of time and, and effort and money and energy into, into this podcast as a hobby. This is a hobby. This is not, this is a, an apostolate, a ministry that's run on the side. I, I don't do this full time. I take time away from my family to to produce this podcast. It's a passion of mine uh, for sure, but it truly is a hobby. It's it's not a job. I'm not a professional broadcaster. I'm not a professional podcaster even. So in that regard, I've said from the very beginning, at least to myself, if I've said it to no one else, that like Frank Sinatra, I'm going to do it my way. And, uh, and I say that not to to rebel against anybody being critical because certainly I would have to admit there are many things that could be improved about this broadcast for sure but in the end it's it's about what I hope to share it's about the passion that I want to share uh, with with you and uh, and I hope that you can tune into that and I hope you enjoy that but I know that not everybody will there will be many things that people simply don't like maybe it's the podcast being too long Many people have said, oh, it needs to be 30 minutes. Well, I don't agree with that, personally. I know most internet listeners like a 30-minute podcast, but some of my very favorite podcasts, Catholic Answers, EWTN Open Line, uh, Deep in Scripture with Marcus Grodi, these are hour-long programs. I have no problem whatsoever listening to an hour-long program, uh, even on my MP3 player. This is my personal taste. Everybody's tastes are different. I, I understand. But maybe it's the, the fact that I have such a long intro before getting to the, the, the nitty-gritty, the interview, or the, the main topic. I can appreciate that, too. But once again, uh, there's many things I like to talk about, whether it's upcoming events, uh, interviews, or what's going on in my life. And there's just some things that I just want to share and get off my chest. So... What I think I will do in some of the good critical feedback was maybe I should move the content, the major, the, the, the meat of the program further to the front of the podcast, basically get to it sooner. And then at the end of the podcast, talk about those things that I want to cover, talk about the feedback and all of that. So I, I will try that. That is, I think, a good piece of feedback that I could implement. 
Um, you know, and so I've done that with this very podcast. If you'll notice, we started off very quickly, got right into the interview. And now here at the end, I'll spend just a few minutes, you know, somewhere between five and ten minutes talking about the things that I want to uh, talk about, sharing some feedback and all of that. So so the, some of the critical feedback is, has been very positive. It's been very good. There are things that I can improve on, you know, given the time and the day to be able to work on such things. And I'm happy to do so. So because ultimately I want you to enjoy this podcast. There's no question. But but in the end, I reserve the right to uh, manage the format of the show, the content of the show as I see fit. Like Frank Sinatra, I'm going to do it my way. I do appreciate you taking the time to send me the feedback. I do appreciate the many, many people who have let me know how this podcast has touched your lives. And I do appreciate even the critical feedback, the people who are only trying to see the podcast get better and are sincere about that. I don't think there's any ill will intended, even though as a, as a podcaster, honestly, it's a hard pill to swallow. On last week's podcast, I started a new um, giveaway for a Catholic Hack t-shirt for anyone who would send out an email to all your friends and family and the one who would who would send it out to the most would win the shirt you know almost right after I said it it began to just bother me it bugged me I, I, it's something that was just eating at my conscience that's just not right I, I don't really want you to do that and there was a, a listener who left me some feedback at the SQPN website on my, my blog entries over there at www.sqpn.com who basically said the same thing. Don't do that. That's spam. Don't do it. You know, and I've heard other podcasters do that, that very thing, you know. But honestly, I don't really want to do that. It, it's bugging me, and I, I take it back. Please forgive me. I don't want you to do that. Instead, you know, I want to give out a good Catholic Hack t-shirt, you know, for the right reasons and not for the wrong ones. I want to see this podcast grow. I want to see more and more people tune into this podcast. And, and I want to share the good Catholic faith, the beautiful Catholic faith that Christ died to give us with the world. And, I, and so I need your help to do that. And the way you can do that is by leaving reviews on iTunes, asking people to subscribe on iTunes. That's probably one of the best ways to, to really support the podcast because that increases our standing on the web store. And that's how people find us who were never even looking for us. So um, instead of asking you to send out emails, and once again, please forgive me, Instead of doing that, what I thought I would do is ask you is to offer up intercession for me and for this, this podcast and especially for my family. Would you pray a rosary for us? I would greatly appreciate that. I tell you what, if you will pray a rosary for my family and I and for this podcast, for the growth of this podcast, that God might protect this podcast and, and may his Holy Spirit come down upon it and may his will be done. Not for my glory, but for his. But if you'll pray a rosary for those intentions, then I'll give you a Catholic Hack t-shirt. The first one to send me an email, or leave, better yet, <laughs> better yet, the first one to leave me a voicemail feedback, letting me know that you've prayed a rosary. You've actually already prayed the rosary. Call the voicemail feedback line at 713-568-6277. That's 713 713- 
1-800-568-6277 and let me know that you have prayed the rosary for my family and for this podcast. I would truly appreciate that. The first one to do so will get a Catholic Hack t-shirt free. Well, it'll be my pleasure to give it out. And so once again, please don't do the spam thing. I do apologize for that and I take it back. Definitely want to encourage you to stop by the blog at www.catholichack.com where you can leave your feedback. You can let me know what you think of the podcast. What don't you like? What do you like? In both cases, I do sincerely want to hear from you. You can also stop by the SQPN website once again, where I also post the episodes at www.sqpn.com. Just look under the education uh, category and you'll see the Catholic Hack listed there. I want to encourage everybody to pick up their very own Catholic Hack t-shirt or mug. If you don't win the contest, you can always buy them. Just stop by my blog and you'll see a picture of a t-shirt there off the right-hand side. Click on that and that will take you to the store where you can can pick up your very own Catholic Hack t-shirt or mug. If you haven't already left a review on iTunes, please do. I know I'm begging, but you know what? It really does help. Makes a difference. So please consider doing that today. Stop by iTunes, search for The Catholic Hack on the podcast on the iTunes store, and leave me a review and ask your friends. Don't send them any emails, but ask them to subscribe to this podcast through iTunes. That is a huge, huge help. Well, until next time, I'm praying for you. So you know what? I'm begging you. Please pray for me. May God richly bless you. God bless. SQPN, the best in Catholic podcasting.